Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are rolling through the program. My buddy from Fox Bet Live, Todd Furman, is going to hang out with us uh, in the next segment as we roll throughout this program. Uh, I thought, I, I said, if, if you've been listening to the show all week, thanks to Brady Quinn and thanks to Jonas Knox for sitting in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I told my boss, Scott Shapiro, I said, hey, I want to do the show on Monday from Utah. And then I am coming back because we got a big event that we're doing in downtown Nashville. If you're listening right now, Old Smoky, downtown Nashville, you can come watch the NCAA tournament games with us starting right around 11 o'clock central time in Nashville. Uh, and I said, I want to be back for that. So on Monday, I want to react to the NCAA tournament brackets, talk about how excited I am for it to be back. I'll do the show. Then I'm going to be with my family on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And by the way, we had an incredible time in Park City, Utah. Just absolutely phenomenal. Also a good time in Salt Lake City. I had never been to the state of Utah before. Phenomenal, awesome experience. Beautiful countryside. Park City was a very cool place to be. In fact, my wife and my two youngest sons are still out there. I brought my oldest son back because he's got a school event to get to uh, this weekend. And again, I said, 
We've got big event going on Friday for the NCAA tournament. I want to be back home, so you can come hang out with us. Probably going to be a big crowd there if you're looking forward to watching games with a lot of sports fans. You can come out and watch our event uh, at the Old Smoky uh, Brewery and uh, Tap House. Should be an awesome time in downtown Nashville. All right, so I wanted to get back for that. And I thought, I did all my prep, all my research. I've done television all week, gambling on the NCAA tournament. I thought, hey, all of the storylines are going to be associated on the Friday where the NCAA tournament starts on the tournament itself. We're going to be talking about all the big games. Uh, we're going to be talking about Gonzaga and their pursuit of history. Can they get to 32-0? and How incredible of an accomplishment would that be in a COVID year? Can Scott Drew get Baylor uh, back uh, to a level that they've never been to before? and actually win a national championship. How about the Big Ten? Can many of the top Big Ten schools, whether it's Michigan, whether it's Illinois, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's Iowa or someone else, can one of those schools make a big run? How about the upstarts, the teams that kind of came out of nowhere this year, the Alabama Crimson Tides of the world, the teams that nobody was forecasting to be a uh, national title contender when this season began? How about a guy, uh, Kelvin Sampson in Houston, that a lot of people have overlooked over the years. Uh, is there a possibility that somebody, I don't know, uh, can get white hot like Cade Cunningham uh, and carry his team like Oklahoma State? Will there be major upsets? I mean, there's so many great storylines surrounding the NCAA tournament as we get ready for these games to tip off later today. But then a couple of big stories happen. First of all, one that's a positive, the numbers come out on the new extension with the NFL, a lot of those numbers had been talked about and discussed. Upshot of it all is if you got used to watching the NFC on Fox, uh, the AFC on CBS, the uh, Sunday Night Football on NBC, or Monday Night Football on ESPN, not a lot changing. A couple of years, it looks like Amazon is going to take over Thursday Night Football. That does represent a fairly seismic difference. We'll talk a little bit about that with Todd Furman in a bit, but... That is the streaming universe finally coming into play as it pertains to the NFL. That will be a story that is certainly worth following. By the way, ESPN slash ABC is getting a Super Bowl. They've never had it before. They will have two in the next 12-ish years. So there are a bunch of different stories that are worth following out there associated with the NFL officially announcing their extension of their television rights deal. Lots of money for players. But for the average fan out there, your viewing experience won't change for the next several years in any kind of massive way. But then, the Deshaun Watson allegations just continue to build on Wednesday, Thursday, and on into Friday. Who who knows where they are going to go from here? But initially, the story came out, hey, maybe there's one person who is filing a lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. She is alleging that she was mistreated while giving him a massage. He says it's not true and that there was an attempt to try to get him to settle the case. And so that is one storyline. It's turned into a he said, she said. Well, now we are up to nearly double digits. The most recent number that I have seen is nine different lawsuits that have been promised in this case from nine different women alleging that they were sexually assaulted during massages by Deshaun Watson. And that then turns into a very different story than what initially it appeared it was going to be on Wednesday. 
And there is such a seismic risk now to Deshaun Watson's football career that I don't think most people in the world of the NFL or certainly in the world of sports media have recognized and 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 and, and, and analyzed yet. Because the NFL has announced that they have begun their own personal conduct policy investigation, but this has rapidly shifted from a he said, she said situation, which is very often the case in sexual assault related investigations. The man says one story and a woman says another story. And certainly one of the first accusations that usually gets brought to bear in those stories is that the woman is trying to get money. That's one of the top go-to allegations. But when there are now nine women and potentially more coming, the most recent statement that I have seen by the attorney in the Deshaun Watson case is that they are anticipating nearly double-digit lawsuits from nine different women. This is not a he said, she said anymore. And really, there's no analogy that I can think of in the world of sports as it pertains to a criminal investigation such as this or a civil lawsuit. Jameis Winston, one woman. Kobe Bryant, one woman. Ben Roethlisberger, one woman. To my knowledge, we have never had Antonio Brown recently. One woman, I believe. To my knowledge, we have never had a situation where nine different women have alleged a sexual assault now it is a civil lawsuit that is an important distinction that is me putting my lawyer hat on here it is a civil lawsuit so far there have not been any criminal charges filed and we don't know whether any of these women have alleged a criminal violation or whether Houston area authorities are going to open up an investigation from a criminal perspective although I would anticipate that that would be occurring in short order. But we have gone in the space of a couple of days from a discussion surrounding potentially Deshaun Watson being traded to another team because he's demanded a trade to Deshaun Watson facing severe legal consequences that could include potentially missing the entire season. Who knows what the NFL might uncover in their investigation and the scope of it. And also, it being possible that a criminal investigation will ensue. There's a wide range of potential outcomes here. Most of them are not good for Deshaun Watson. In fact, most of them are very, very bad for him. And so... I don't know that the Houston Texans can even find anybody who would be interested in trading for Deshaun Watson, but we are moving from Deshaun Watson saying, I'm upset about the way I've been treated. I'm potentially going to sit out the season to now the question being, could Deshaun Watson be facing substantial NFL punishment or punishment from the criminal justice system or the overwhelming weight of all of these allegations in a civil context Could they all be weighing on his shoulders and creating a massive story uh, involving one of the brightest young stars in the NFL potentially having his ability to play going forward severely curtailed? I mean, this is a monstrous story.
So we're going to talk about that. We have talked about it a lot throughout the show. I'm going to try to focus on the NCAA tournament for most of the rest of the show. That is where we're headed. We're headed. I'm going to give you my final four picks to finish the show, but I wanted to put on my lawyer hat and break all this down for you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Furman, I'm not going to ask you to get into it, but I was just talking to start the third hour of the program. I was thinking to myself, man, NCAA tournament no way it's not going to be my primary story with the NCAA tournament returning for the first time in uh, basically two years. And this Deshaun Watson story has just exploded and completely began to overshadow the fact that the NCAA tournament's coming back. Well, there's no doubt about it. I don't think any of us wanted the NFL to grab headlines for those particular reasons. It just begs the question. Clearly, the Houston Texans didn't know some of these allegations would rise to the surface. Otherwise, they probably would have traded Deshaun Watson earlier uh, this offseason already. Uh, you hope that all parties involved, uh, ultimately, the truth comes to bear. And uh, the NFL is going to have to do an awful lot when it comes to league conduct policy if all of these allegations end up holding to be true. Yeah, I mean, it's a mess in general. Uh, All right, so let's go into the NCAA tournament. I was uh, talking on the show earlier, and I'm curious if you would agree with this. Just about every sport found a way to play, even in the COVID era, and crown a champion, with the exception of the NCAA tournament for college basketball. Is it fair to say that the biggest uh, loser in the world of sports because of COVID and the timing in which it occurred last year in March – was the NCAA tournament because I feel like we got the Masters in November. We got the NBA and the NHL, even though it was non-traditional season. Same thing with Major League Baseball. NFL didn't even skip a beat. They had a full season. Fair to say that college basketball was the biggest loser based on the calendar and the time in which it occurred in all of sports? Hands down, when you talk about the pandemic officially being announced or recognized here on American soil, it happened right in the early portion of March, and the NCAA tournament synonymous synonymous with March. There wasn't enough of a window for the tournament to figure out, hey, look, we're going to hit pause, and we're going to try and resume things during the summer. Every other league was able to navigate around it with a work stoppage, as you mentioned, the NBA and the NHL. The NFL was so far removed that they put their protocols in place, and other than the uh, cancellations here and there, Ultimately, we got the Super Bowl to play out, much like I think a lot of us anticipated. So for all those college basketball fans that are out there and those that just clamor for three weeks a year for the energy and excitement, we're finally going 
to have our appetite quenched uh, when we look at the tournament. Over 700 days or thereabouts since we've seen uh, the field of 68 announced and a three-week window that is arguably the best betting time of the year. All right, would you take Gonzaga? We had this debate uh, on Fox Bet Live, the show that we uh, co-host yesterday, but Gonzaga and Illinois, those are the two teams that you've bet on on the show. Would you take those two teams or would you take the field at this point as we get ready for the, the, the tournament to tip off here in a few hours? If I got to pick those two teams, I would take them over the field. I think when you look at the bracket that Gonzaga is going to have to navigate through, it's the easiest of all four number one seeds. There's a reason that they open right around a dollar seventy-five favorite to win their region on FanDuel. That number was bet out to two fifty. I've even seen some prices higher than that out here in the desert. And as fate may have it, Gonzaga has already beaten the two, the three, and the four seed in their region. Now you do worry about the Bulldogs and how rigorous or lack thereof the West Coast Conference schedule was. Uh, but I think unless something unusual and extraordinary happens, they'll get into the Final Four. Illinois though has their work cut out for them. Uh, the committee did them no favors, uh, but this is a team that's coming in playing the best basketball, in my opinion, of any team in the country. One loss since the middle of January, that coming against Michigan State, and I think when you look at the Illini, they have the guard play, they have the interior scoring, and Brad Underwood has a roster that's a little bit deeper now with the emergence of Andre Corbello than what we thought the Illini were going to be, so I would take those two teams against the field, uh, but it depends all again on what price you're offering me. Right around a pick I think would be my cutoff. How good is the Big Ten in your mind? We, we gauge whether a conference is strong or not based on these end-of-the-season contests, right, in college basketball. Certainly in college football, it's the bowl games. If I gave you the Big Ten or the field, would you take it? I think I'd have to, but there is definitely some skepticism because when you look around the landscape of college basketball, we didn't have nearly the same rigorous non-conference slates that we've grown accustomed to in the past. And if you go through some of the powers in the Big Ten, Michigan, they played nobody outside the league. You look at Illinois, they had to outlast a team like Ohio, 77-74. They came up on the wrong end of a bragging rights game against Missouri in the non-conference. And suddenly that resume-building win that the Illini had back in December over Duke doesn't look so good, but the blowout loss to Baylor, you can understand. So when we start to buy into these conference narratives, when these teams haven't played anybody outside their leagues, you definitely have to go in with a little bit of guarded skepticism. The one league that we have seen step out of their comfort zone has been the Big 12 when they played the SEC, and you saw a lot of the big boys in the Big 12 actually hold serve against their compatriots in the SEC. Oklahoma over Alabama, arguably the most noticeable of of all of them. So I think for me, the Big 10 deserves that mantle as the conference to beat, but I wouldn't rule out the Big 12 being the best league in the country top to bottom. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's break down the NCAA tournament in general. Everybody's filling out their brackets. I'm going to tell you my bracket, my final four uh, in the final segment of this show. We've got the Fox Sports Radio Challenge. A lot of people getting their bets in. Make sure you do. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Uh, Get hooked up there. Are there any lessons that you bring to bear every single year in the tournament? I'll start with this one. Historically, 12 seeds, uh, like what is it, 24 and 16 straight up against five seeds over the past several tournaments. Uh, Are there any things that you basically guarantee yourself that you're going to do every year or anything that you found there's an advantage in from a year-to-year basis? Honestly, uh, it, the best way for to try and go through and fill out some of these brackets oftentimes is to remove the seed numbers entirely. And I know yeah. 
that sounds like a ridiculous assessment uh, for those folks that don't really follow college basketball throughout the course of the year. Uh, but don't feel like you have to take these double-digit seeds to advance. Sometimes for those folks who just want to compete, you're better off advancing the favorites, hoping certain seeds hold. But we know that the stories that are out there that get spun is, oh, there's going to be a handful of double-digit seeds that get into the Sweet 16. There'll be a team outside the top four lines that make the Final Four. But unless you have that crystal ball, you're going to put yourself in a pretty good spot picking a lot of ones and twos to make deep runs there. And depending on your pool format, that's going to pay more dividends than trying to take a long shot and catch lightning in a bottle with a VCU or George Mason. Now, that changes a little bit if you're in a pool that rewards bonus points for seeds. Then you want to take a few more risks that are out there uh, and kind of use odds makers numbers uh, as a litmus test to try and identify where some of those upsets might come. But you mentioned the 5 versus 12, and we've heard this all week long, but there aren't really short numbers on any of those 5-12 matchups. All the 5s are at least 5-point favorites or greater. We've seen in the years past the committee has pitted some of those matchups where they're ultimately around to pick them. So I never really try and fall in love with seed numbers uh, when it comes to filling out my bracket, uh, but I know for a lot of folks, they want to be able to pound their chest when they ultimately identify that 13 over a 4 or 14 over a 3. I will say this, too. Uh, if you're trying to win a bracket challenge, as I know many people are, with either at work or your family or friends, a lot of people are going to be picking Gonzaga, right? I mean, they are a prohibitive favorite. So a lot of times the way you end up winning a bracket challenge is by taking a team that's a little bit outside of maybe that popular scope. And I mean somebody down around a 4-5 or five line where, I don't mean the 4-5 or five in the bracket, I mean the 4th or 5th or 6th most popular team to win a tournament because you get a lot more value there than you would picking the Zags, for instance, to win. Oh, for sure. And I think a lot of it is going to depend on game theory as well. If you're in a smaller pool with friends and family, uh, you can pick the favorites. You can lean on the Illinois and Gonzagas to go out there and do the dirty work, hoping that they win the national championship. But if you find yourself in a work pool that's based in Seattle or Chicago, where you know the majority of people are going to pick some of the local teams, you have to go outside your comfort zone. And I tell people all the time, do you want to just finish in 30th in a pool outside the money, or do you want to have that boom or bust opportunity? And for me, unless I'm finishing in the top three, which a lot of these pools will pay, or dead last, it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of a difference. So when you want to go outside, I think regional bias plays a role. The bigger the pool, the more creative you have to get figuring out a national champion, because I've seen pools in the past where if you can find that four seed, nothing else matters other than maybe picking the right. national champion. And should it be a Florida state or something along those lines, you cannot pay attention to anything else that's out there. You find yourself rooting for just one team, and sometimes it can simplify the experience on the whole okay let's go into the bracket itself um everybody knows ones and two seeds is there someone that you see based on the way the bracket is setting up and you think to yourself that could be a dark horse team to make a final four run do any teams jump out to you in that respect well, for me, when I look at Dark Horse, it comes with probably a little bit more of a criteria uh, than a lot of folks out there. So I'll focus on teams seated six or lower uh, that I think have some of that boomer bust. And when I look at the SEC, I think this is a league that's a little bit vulnerable, in my opinion. Arkansas and Alabama have been great storylines, but when you look at Alabama, nobody on the roster over 6'8 that plays regular minutes. It's a team that leads the country in made threes and three-pointers attempted. But as we've seen in the past, if you go cold for one game, it's not a best-of-seven series. 
series. So I look at the second round matchup, potentially against a team like UConn that can extend the perimeter, that has some big bodies inside. And when I see UConn at 12-1 to to win the region right now at FanDuel, that's a team that I'd be willing to take a flyer on because I think when you look at the East from top to bottom, I'm skeptical of the favorite of Michigan. We talked earlier this week on Fox Bet Live, and you brought us some excellent points talking about LSU, who on their best days is as talented as any team in this that's field. Right. The problem for the LSU Tigers, shot selection can be poor, and this is a team that may make some YMCA teams look like defensive juggernauts if they're not committed at that end of the court. So that's a region where I think you can go a little bit off the beaten path. I'm not going to get cute and try and knock Gonzaga off with anybody in their bracket. Illinois, I'd love to see them take on the winner of Tennessee, Oklahoma State, if seeds hold there. I think Houston, a very favorable path. And when I look in the South, Baylor's a team that I don't think enough people are talking about because once they came back from the pause, they've been a little bit under the radar. Uh, But for me, I know they've taken money against them. uh, But I think Texas Tech, if they get through a landmine potential against Utah State, I love Chris Beard as their head coach. And I think this is a team that can erase some of those demons for a regular season that got away from them, given the rigorous Big 12 conference schedule. They, put, they faced. How much time do you spend looking at head coaches? And in particular, when you get past that opening game, which let's be honest, people can spend a week or more preparing for, but those uh, usually it's a Friday, Sunday, Thursday, Saturday. This year, I guess it'll be a uh, Friday, Sunday, uh, and Saturday, Monday games. 48 hours basically to get your team ready, come back down the high of having won a game uh, to try to figure out who's going to advance the Sweet 16. How much do you look at coaches? Massive. Uh, you mentioned the turnaround uh, and the fact that you have 36 hours to prepare for your next opponent after winning your round of 64 game or a game in the Sweet 16. This is where I'll attribute a big-time numerical value to some of the better head coaches that are out there because they can make up some of your shortcomings uh, as it pertains to athletic differences or styles or things along those lines. So more so than during the regular season or even conference tournaments with quick 24-hour turnaround, I think coaching plays a huge role. So if you're looking for that so-called Cinderella or a double-digit seed, you're going to want to find coaches that have been there and done that before. Uh, and when I look at one particular region in the West, uh, I think you can make the case that Dane Altman might be the best head coach in charge of the seventh seed in Oregon. And if they were to match up against Kansas in the round of 16 or something along those lines, I'd have no problem backing the Ducks, despite having a talent deficiency, knowing that Dana was going to have his team ready to go. But Oregon will have their hands full in their opener against VCU, where they've been bet down from a six-point favorite down to five. How much do you like to bet in-game and or uh, adjust in the course of the game? So there are a lot of people out there who are listening to us right now. Let's presume that they're in a jurisdiction where they can wager, which increasingly more and more people can. Do you like to live uh, wager during games, or do you tend to get your picks in and then just wait and see what happens? I think live wagering uh, is one of the best opportunities that's out there, but I do worry a little bit for folks that are new to sports betting because it can be that very addictive, that quick high where emotion overrides some of your sentiment and thought process. So for me, when it comes to live betting, if I've missed a number for a game, uh, say, for example, last night between Drake and Wichita State, if I thought Wichita State was going to be my bet going in, or excuse me, if I thought Drake was going to be my bet going in and I missed them plus two on the open, then you can wait and try and bet them live when they were down early in the first half to try and take advantage. But if you don't go in and you just want to try and fire haphazardly, it becomes a little bit dangerous, to say the least. So for a lot of folks out there, sometimes they say you may be better off 
waiting until halftime. So at least you get 20 minutes in the books. You can assess some of those runs and try and figure out if those shooting anomalies, whether they be good or bad, are going to correct themselves and regress to the mean in the second half. Texas Southern gets a win to start the NCAA tournament over Mount St. Mary's. Crazy that that last, that was the first NCAA tournament game we had had since Virginia beat Texas Tech. That feels like ages ago, doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of wild. Oh, it feels like an eternity has gone by, and you think about how the world has changed uh, in that time period, not just during the pandemic, but everything else that's gone on in sports. And I think one of the other storylines that's even more fascinating, when you think about a team like Loyola and their leading scorer, Cameron Trotwig, in the middle, who's now a senior who's broken all sorts of records uh, with his points, rebounds, and assists, this is a guy that was a freshman that didn't get regular minutes on the Loyola team that went to the Final Four what feels like an eternity ago. And that just goes to show the lifespan of the collegiate athlete and how much can change because we're not just in an era of true one and dones. And I think you're going to see a lot of that on display, not only today, but through the opening weekend, that veteran leadership and coaching will play an even bigger role with teams in the bubble in a small contained environment, trying to keep that razor focused, much like we've seen in professional sports and college football to a lesser extent, where the cream really rose to the top. What's it going to feel like in Vegas this year? Last year, obviously, the NCAA tournament gets shut off. Uh, people aren't able to experience it. In fact, uh, I, everybody's got their own story about sports shutting down. But the expectation was that we were going to be doing the show from Vegas. And then uh, all of a sudden, everything comes unraveled. The NCAA tournament doesn't happen. It's been two years since we were out in Vegas doing the tournament. What do you anticipate Vegas feeling like this year for the NCAA tournament? Well, if yesterday was any indication with the first four, I think people are going to come out in full force. Now, of course, we're still not open in full capacity, but there are plenty of ways through various bars, some of the sports books, and everything else to be able to take advantage of the amenities that are here. People have an appetite to bet. They have a desire to be in the mix. And even with sports betting spreading across the country, it's still a much different experience to be here in Las Vegas, the mecca of sports betting, compared to some of the restaurants and bars that are out there. So I may actually take an opportunity to go down whether it's later today or maybe even Sunday to try and soak up the scene because as ridiculous and nostalgic as this sounds something that we took for granted and we always thought was going to be there I guess we have to start appreciating it it every year that we get it uh, in its full glory yeah there's no doubt at all about that Um, what do you anticipate the handle will look like I always get asked this question like how big is it in general the amount of money being gambled on the NCAA tournament compared to say a Super Bowl well, if when you took look at the entire composite of the NCAA tournament, knowing you have four days of the opening weekend that will represent a lion's share of the betting handle, and then you add in the other rounds, the NCAA tournament ultimately surpasses the Super Bowl just because you have a volume of games. Uh, and whether you're a $10 better or a $20 better, there's a good chance you're rolling over that money multiple times should you be out here in the desert, unlike the Super Bowl, where you may make a bet before the game or a handful of props, but you're not going to bet it 30 to 40 times during the course uh, of regulation through various live wagers. So uh, if you believe what some of the operators have said, they think this will be a record-breaking number out here. And I think a lot of credit goes to some of these sports books that are getting more creative. They're, cre- they're developing expansive menus. And I think uh, you know, a big reason for that is that they're seeing a lot of pressure outside of our state borders uh, with books like FanDuel and the Flutter Group that are really trying to push different unique ways uh, for people to put their money to work for them. 
Last question for you. Uh, the NFL announced a new television rights deal, runs all the way through 2033, and a part of those television rights deals is an expanded embrace, it appears, uh, between the NFL and sports gambling. What do you anticipate the NFL games looking like in the years ahead as sports gambling becomes more and more pronounced across the country? I think we're going to have a lot more second screen viewing and the opportunity that you can watch these games inside your favorite sports betting apps uh, with menus that are there kind of triggering and providing opportunities for you to get involved at a moment's notice. One of the biggest issues right now that sports books are going to run into uh, and the NFL on some level is the latency. Amen. Especially with Amazon on Prime, right? right? For Thursday night football. There's no doubt about it. For anybody that watched the Cardinals and 49ers game on Amazon, I have live scoreboard access. My scoreboard was updating 60 to 90 seconds in advance of plays actually transpiring yep. on the field. Those folks that watch the games on DirecTV that have tried to live bet know some of the challenges there. So while the NFL may not think this is a big deal, it is a very real concern if you want to try and find ways to further engage your audience. And Roger Goodell made note of it. I believe it was Albert Breer that put out the tweet and it said, gambling is going to be at the forefront for how NFL is going to be viewed going forward. So Amazon, with all of their technological wizardry and everything else, has to figure out how they can bridge that gap, keep the fan involved, and figure out how to ultimately take care of the best viewing experience. Because for anybody out there, and I don't have kids of my own, and I don't watch a ton of movies (laughs) streaming-wise, everyone knows that there's nothing more frustrating than you're watching your favorite show or movie to buffer, let alone a live sporting event. So Furman, I was just talking about, we're doing a live event down in Nashville, uh, uh, at Old Smoky. So for anybody out there listening live or on the podcast, we'll be there early yeah, tip yeah, off thanks, all through. Thanks thanks for my invite and uh, yeah. you get private jet to come pick me up. I really appreciate it. But on top of that, you will be, we'll be live. We're doing our Friday show while the NCAA tournament is going on and my beloved University of Tennessee volunteers will be playing against Oregon State while we are doing our show How many times do you think you will catch me not paying attention at all to the show that we are doing and looking over at the television screen to my right where the game's taking place? Well, let's be honest here, Clay. You mail in pretty much every show we do when it comes to Fox Bet Live, so this may take things just to the next level. But if it's any indication of you doing it from your little outkick layer there, knowing that your Fox cam no longer works. I know. know Getting it fixed this morning. Yeah, if you want to take a full segment off, uh, Cousin Sal, Rachel, and I will be more than happy to try and fill. We just don't want you to drop a lot of F-bombs knowing that Rick Barnes' coaching often becomes Tennessee's undoing. You know what's crazy is I I was out doing the show and I did the television show from Skype. There's no delay at all on Skype, and the picture quality is not much different than the massive television studio setup that I have in my in my home, too. It's really kind of wild to think about how technologically advanced uh, streaming has become in many ways, right? Well, there's a little bit in terms of audio quality, and if you go back and watch the show, there, there is a little bit of difference, but no, Skype becomes uh, the great equalizer, and for a lot of the stuff that I'll do for our tournament coverage uh, at, at with CBS, it's all done via Skype to try and take advantage of it, and I think it just creates you know, that home TV studio type approach that people are none the wiser, uh, ultimately how they end up getting their information, and I think it's a credit to technology, and this is only going to continue to grow and evolve as linear TV may take a backseat to the digital realm no doubt at all todd Furman, i appreciate the time my man i will uh, see you on television tomorrow enjoy the games uh by today tomorrow i mean today uh and enjoy the games throughout the weekend yeah it's earlier out here on the west coast if i can keep my day straight i expect you to do the same clay <laughs> that's todd Furman. i am clay travis 
This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Happy to be back in Nashville. Final invite for everybody out there. We will be uh, for the tip-off of the NCAA tournament, downtown Nashville, Old Smoky, uh, starting at 11 a.m. I'm actually going to be doing an interview uh, with the Outkick 360 guys. I'll be sitting in as one of their guests. Uh, we have, if you haven't noticed already this week, a brand new show that airs every single day that we stream uh, through Outkick as a new part of our over-the-top network. And so I think you guys are going to enjoy them. We'll be doing a broadcast leading up to the tip. And then once the games tip off, you'll be able to hang out with us. We'll be uh, having drink specials. You can get your bets in at fanduel.com slash clay. Get hooked up and get some awesome opportunities. Uh, so all of that will be headed your direction. We've had a loaded show. want to thank all of our guests. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single moment. Frank Isola in the first hour. Chad Withrow in the second hour. And we just finished with Todd Furman breaking down the NCAA tournament. Didn't anticipate the Deshaun Watson story would end up uh, grabbing as much attention as it did when it emerged on Wednesday. But uh, I told you all out there that I would give you uh, my final four picks, and there's not a lot of sizzle to it, not a lot of excitement, but I think, uh, again, coming out of the West, I've got Gonzaga. I have them beating Iowa. Uh, I have FSU beating Alabama uh, to come out of the East, so I've got Gonzaga against FSU on one side of my bracket. On the other side of my bracket, Baylor against Ohio State and Illinois against West Virginia. Uh, and I have the Illini and Baylor on the other side of the bracket. So my final four is Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, and Illinois. And my national championship game, it features who I believe were the two best teams throughout the course of this season. I have got Gonzaga playing against Baylor, and I have the Zags cutting down the Nets. Mark Few's team getting to 32-0, and which would be one of the all-time great accomplishments if that were capable of being done. The Zags would be the first undefeated team in college basketball since 1976. I feel like in many ways we have vastly underrated how much of an accomplishment they have already attained by going 26-0 with 25 double-digit wins. Mark Fuse Zags have been to the Final Four just once during this 20-year run of excellence that they have been on. They lost the national title game a few years ago. Uh, they would have been a one seed last year, lost their opportunity to advance to the tournament uh, as the tournament was canceled. So I hope all of you can just sit back, prop your feet up, have an enjoyable day. 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe even some of you take off that Monday. We will be here with you on Monday, breaking down three quarters of the NCAA tournament, usually uh, opening weekend. And then we'll have a full-fledged game day on Monday as well to break down everything going there. Again, you can come hang out with us. Uh, We're doing an OutKick event at Old Smokey downtown Nashville if you're listening to this uh, that will start right around the time that the games tip off we'll have it opened up I think we'll have a good crowd down there and if you're looking to uh, experience sports with a crowd present again should be a lot of fun for uh, that event I appreciate all of you hanging out with us I thank uh, all of you go get your bets in fanduel.com slash clay up to a thousand dollars no risk first wager uh, at fanduel.com if you put in the code clay fanduel.com slash clay get signed up now get your bets in good luck in the uh in the fox sports radio bracket challenge and uh best of luck to all of you and your family and friend bracket challenges as well we have one in the travis household i filled it out my 13 year old my 10 year old my wife i think even my six-year-old filled out his own brackets we'll see who ends up attaining the travis family championship as it pertains to the brackets We'll be back, as I said, on Monday, breaking everything down. This Deshaun Watson story is not going away anytime soon. We'll continue to, I would imagine, give you the best possible coverage of that anywhere. I'll be wearing my lawyer hat uh, for a lot of that analysis. But in the meantime, I hope all of you enjoy a fun, nearly spring weekend as we roll into what should be an awesome celebration of all the best things of college basketball after a year without it. I can't wait. I know you can't either as well. Make sure you download the podcast. Put in my name, Clay Travis. Put in OutKick. You can't miss us. And I hope some of you will come hang out at the event we're about to start here later this morning and as the NCAA tournament tips off at Old Smokey. Get your bets in. FanDuel.com slash Clay. This has been OutKick. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 